Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Diaries of a Homosexual. I'm your host, Chris Sigurdsson, and this week, we are back with another episode. I know it's been a minute, okay? I'm literally so sorry, but back to normal now. I have been thinking a lot about relationships, okay? I'm moving away in like a month. So scared, so excited, but I'm gonna have to make new connections and friendships and relationships with people. And so it got me thinking about all the different types of relationships, friendships, romantic, and how different relationships can be good for you and how some are like, get out of this relationship now because it is not helping you at all. So I was like talking with my friend about this and we're like, oh, like, what's your type? And, you know, they're like saying their type, whatever. And then they were talking about, I think it was like height and they were like, oh, it's not like, like, I'm not trying to be mean, but like, I prefer taller guys. And I realized that a lot of people kind of confuse preference versus like an unfair bias when in relationships. Like when you have a preference for something, it's when you don't necessarily like discriminate against short kings or like short queens but like you prefer when they come in like a certain height or like if you prefer someone who can cook you know it's okay if they can't cook but it's really amazing if they do cook you know and so when you're explaining to someone your type don't ever feel bad about like what your type is you know because people are like it's not that I don't like short guys it's just I prefer taller that is totally okay the place where it gets a little weird is when people bring race into it and almost like fetishize that because that can be a little fucked up like I'm sorry but like if you are into like you know a certain race and like it's not even just like a preference like I get there's preference but when it turns into a fetish is like when you are dating this person and you're like only attracted to like this certain race because of maybe like the stereotypes that come along with it or you know maybe like a specific accent and it just it kind of borders on like choosing them for their race rather than you're choosing them for a person you also like their race or like admire it think it's cool appreciate it I think that can be okay but like I think it is so messed up sometimes how race and even like gender or like sexuality can be involved almost like in a relationship, if that makes sense, because it can be so messed up if you are with someone and you feel like almost like fetishized by them. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. Now, I thought a lot about different types of relationships, okay? So I've broken down, like, a bunch of different types, and I'm going to go into it, and I have, like, kind of, like, little examples for each one. So the first type of relationship is what I call the schoolationship, and that's my tr- me trying to be um, intelligent, and it's, like, a school relationship. Mostly this will happen in high school. Um, you'll usually experience this, like, in your earlier years of life, you know, like early teens, maybe in your 20s. And I find that people will confuse the like schoolationship for love when it's not necessarily love, it's infatuation. And I forget where I heard this, but when you are first in a relationship, especially one of the first relationships that you're ever in, like the real relationships, you're like, a weekend and you're like oh my god like I love them I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with them I want to spend every day with them they're so perfect and you're like you can't stop talking about them you can't stop thinking about them and it's an amazing feeling it's exciting but you don't love them you you really don't and I you were infatuated with them and that is a very important distinguishment to make because if you think that you love this person you may make decisions that are not necessarily in your best interest because you think that you love this person. Don't do this, okay? Please don't. The thing with infatuation is like 
you want to, you would do anything for them. You like think you love them, but love is when you almost like know everything about them. And I feel like I, I hope I haven't experienced this yet because I would suck if I have, but I wouldn't consider anything I felt love. It's like an infatuation because love is when you know every single thing about this person. Like you know this person as much if not more than like they know themselves at times because I think people can sometimes get in their own way and they won't really see their own characteristics whereas when you look at it from an outsider's perspective you can almost like notice little things about them or like things they do which they don't even realize they do and so you pick up on these things and you just love every part of it and you can live together that is one thing like you do not know someone until you travel with them and when and you like go on a trip with them because people are so different in like first of all stressful situations and like travel like if they are good in an airport husband material i am sorry but like that is love like when you know someone like if you look at like older people like grandparents and things like that like, they will, like, finish each other's sentences. They're so adorable. Like, my grandparents are the cutest people in the world. Like, my grandma will, like, knit him little, like, headscarves and he'll, like, wear them while he does his, like, crosswords in, like, the morning. It's so adorable. But they know everything about each other. Like, literally everything. And they are we. Whereas one week into a relationship, you are not we. At all. I would not consider it love at least for the first like few months. Even then it's like a little iffy. But when you get into an, a relationship initially, don't necessarily like say, you know, I love you in like the first little while because that can be a little scary for the other person possibly because they might feel pressure to, you know, say it back or you may say it too early And then, you know, you're three months into the relationship and you're like, oh, I actually don't really see myself with this person, but now you're in too deep, you know, like you love this person. I'm saying that with quotation marks because like you're infatuated with them. And so now you're about to get screwed over and, you know, you don't really love them. And, you know, you kind of fumbled the bag on that one. And so I think that it's really important to take it slow and like enjoy the initial stages of a relationship when you're talking with them when you're first like dating but when you feel you know these intense emotions for a person make sure that you take inventory with yourself and almost like okay do I know everything about this person like have I had so many experiences with this person or am I just excited about this new relationship Because when you go in too deep in some of these relationships, it's not necessarily a good thing because then you can get hurt and you can hurt other people. And, you know, if you suddenly don't feel like you love this person, but you told them they do, it's going to hurt them a lot more when you end it rather than if you just, you know, never said anything. And so that is the first type of relationship. And it's almost like puppy love in a way. And it's not necessarily like real intense love. And I feel like you'll know when you feel that and experience that. But it can also lead to like your very first heartbreak a lot of the time because these relationships develop so fast and like, I don't know, ferociously, if that's a good word choice. And it just does not it ends in like a great blast you know what I mean like it's very quick intense and you know you learn a lot take what you learn from it it's very important the second type of relationship is like the friends with benefits okay so that's like a lot of people um will be kind of trying to date someone and then maybe it's not working out so they're friends but you know they're like doing stuff on the side this gets really messy okay they are un they are usually very you know one person will develop feelings and it can make you feel really alone in a sense because if one person has these intense feelings for the other and the other person doesn't necessarily feel that 
the person with intense feelings is gonna get hurt like it's gonna hurt when you know maybe you want it to be more and you go up to this person and you're like hey I know this is just casual thing but I want more I really like you and then the other person is like "Mm, yeah no like I'm chill with like what we're doing now that is soul crushing okay like that hurts I have had friends that were like this and you know initially I think they both convinced themselves that it was going to work out and then you know they would both develop feelings get in a relationship then it was like not working so they'd go back to like friends with benefits and it was just it's a really messy situation okay and you don't want to put yourself in that situation however I think that friends with benefits can also work out in some scenarios because it could start off with being friends and then you become more than friends then you get into a relationship this is very typical in like friend groups I feel like like if you are in a friend group and then two friends kind of you know start to get closer and like each other and if you are in this situation this is how I would approach it I would first make sure like if you were in this scenario make sure that they really like have feelings for you before you kind of ask to be like should this be more because it can be so so scary when you're friends with someone and you like your friend because you don't want to ruin that friendship and you know I've been in this scenario and it you know it has ruined friendships I I used to be friends with this guy and you know he liked me a lot but I didn't necessarily feel the same way like I really liked him as a friend but not necessarily more than that and then eventually some stuff happened basically he said some stuff to one of my friends that was really really messed up and when we like kind of approached him about it in like a very calm way like I'm I promise you I'm not a dramatic person but we were kind of like oh like you know I heard that you may have said this um like I'm just kind of curious like like why what happened and I wasn't necessarily accusing him at all but I just like I wanted to know and it was not handled well okay like I was kind of expecting him to like just be like okay yeah because it wasn't so much like did you do this it's like we know you did but like I want to know why and he just blew up did not really take it super well and that was what kind of ended the friendship because you know he just wasn't being honest and you know I think he's a very good person but it's just hard sometimes because then he felt like people were trying to like turn me against him which was like not the case and it just got very messy and so if you like your friend make sure that they like you before you try and take it to the next step because otherwise it can be very complicated some signs that I think you know you could interpret as like okay maybe they like me would be you know if they are very like touchy with you I think that can be a good sign like if you're talking or like you make a joke and they kind of like put their arm on you or like touch you like oh my god you're so funny and like tap your arm it's like like I don't know like that could be a sign because it's it means that they're willing to like have contact with you you know or like if you see them and they like always hug you and you know they're making a a lot of effort to like invite you out when it's like just the two of you and like things like that can definitely be interpreted as like romantic you know what I mean whereas like if you're really close with them but they like you're always hanging out with them in a friend group that doesn't necessarily mean that they like you back but if you're hanging out with them and they make an effort to kind of like pull you aside and like talk to you like that could be a sign if they want to they would and if they are they probably want to the thing is that a lot of people don't realize is before you kind of approach your friend and are like hey I like you you have to really be prepared for it to go horribly wrong like expect or like what is it I think there's a saying it's like hope for the best prepare for the worst like 
don't go into it thinking that there are going to be disastrous consequences, but prepare yourself for them to just like hate you and cut you off. Likely that will not happen, okay? If they're your a real friend, they will not do that. But like prepare yourself for it to not necessarily go the way you want it to and think of like ways that you are going to be able to handle that. Like if they don't want to progress your relationship to something more, are you okay still being friends with them? Do you not want to be friends with them anymore if you don't want them in a romantic, like if you can't have them in like a romantic sense? Because if you say, okay, that's fine, but then you still want a relationship, it becomes bad. And then this other person might feel guilty, you know, because they're like, oh, this person likes me, but like, I don't necessarily like them back, but like, I want to be friends with them. And it's just, it's really messy. And so this kind of relationship is something that you almost need to navigate carefully, like treat it in a delicate manner because you don't want anyone's feelings to get hurt at all. That's the last thing anyone wants to happen. You don't want to lose your friend, but at the same time, something really, really beautiful could come out of it because if you both, you know, do like each other, those are the best relationships. If you're friend, like the best relationships I've seen are when my friends were friends before and now they're dating because when you are friends first, it means that you already like know each other on a deeper level and there was never a pressure to do like relationship things, you know, because when you're in a relationship, there's another set of expectations that are almost placed on you. Like if you go out to a restaurant, like who's paying, you know, or if you are like a couple, like, you know, there's pressure to like hold hands in public and, you know, look a certain way. Like you want to like look nice in front of them. And eventually that will go away. Eventually you will be in sweats and a hoodie and like just waking up and your hair will be awful. And that's cute. It can be a cute, it's a moment. But when you're friends with someone, there isn't necessarily that pressure, especially if you don't have feelings for them at first, because you just get to know each other and you get to see their real personality and you're not trying to convince them that you're someone you're not. Like you're not trying to convince them that you like these things because they do like if they are really into dungeons and dragons you maybe would bully your friend about that if you're not super into it or like make jokes about it like not actually bully them because like that would not be a real friend but but like low-key joke about it but also like be interested in it you know what i mean and but then if you're in a relationship with someone there may be a pressure if you like them or think they're attractive to be like dungeons and dragons absolutely i love that game i live for that game like um i don't know anything about it but like go forth and defeat the dragon you know but there's not that pressure in a friendship and so it's almost like a natural progression of friends to like lovers in a way and it can be really beautiful the next type of relationship which there's different categories in this, are long-distance relationships, okay? These typically, like, I will, I have always said, like, I will not do a long-distance relationship, but that doesn't mean that they don't work, okay? So there's two types of kind of long-distance relationships. There's the relationship that started when you were together, and now you're long-distance, and then there's the relationship that starts off as long-distance. So for relationships that start off long distance, you likely met online or you likely met in person like once and then, you know, maybe you're on vacation, you met them and then you went home and you're long distance. I'm going to count that as like starting long distance, okay? And so these relationships are really hard because they're online. I only know of like one person who, you know, she one of my friends was dating this guy online for two years, had never met him. She recently went to go meet him and, you know, it went really well. Like it's actually worked out. Before that, I have never seen that work out. I think it can be very difficult to be online because you see this person, you get to know this person, and then it hurts even more because you can never like really be with them. And it really depends to like how long distance are you? Like, are they in another continent? Are they just like a city over? Like that is a big, big factor because if they live like two hours away, 
that's doable. Maybe you can see them on the weekends, like sleep over there. But if they live on another continent, that's when it gets really tricky. It could be beneficial to you, but it really depends on your lifestyle. Just make sure that when you're in this kind of relationship, you aren't doing it out of desperation. Because I think especially in like the gay community, when you're younger, it's so hard, especially if you're not in like a huge city, to find other gay people your age that you're also attracted to, that you also get along with, that you also want to have a relationship with. Like that's a lot, especially if there's only like two or three gay people in your town. Because chances of that happening are like 2%, you know what I mean? And so a lot of, you know, younger gay people will, you know, even me when I was younger, would like go to other states or provinces or even countries and like talk to guys just to, you know, get that experience and attention and be able to talk to someone that you can relate to. But it was because, you know, I was so desperate because all my friends were getting in these relationships and I had never so much as even talked to a guy romantically. And so I felt left out. But, you know, I think in my head, I knew like it would never work. And it can like at least for me it got really hard to like almost like respond because it's like well why is it even worth it if I'm never gonna see you you know and I feel like it's different when you're older because you know maybe you have the financial means to go visit them every once in a while but when you're younger like if you don't even have a car yet like how are you gonna go fly to like Germany you know what I mean like, it's just not going to happen. And so it gets to the point where you're like, well, what am I doing? This isn't even worth it. I'm never going to see this person. So why should I even try? And that's really hard because, you know, you may really like this person, but you know that the relationship is not really going to go anywhere. And so it kind of just fizzles out. And maybe, you know, you want to keep them as a friend. I think that is almost better because you don't want to, like, define your relationship with a person like this most of the time. Unless, you know, maybe it works for you. You know, you do you. This is just kind of my advice and general experience on the subject. It can be really nice and really, you know, cool to have a friend in another country, but just don't put pressure on this kind of relationship to be more than friends. You know, you can talk in a romantic sense and like talk about like meeting each other one day, but don't put pressure on like, oh, like this is my significant other because then it can be hard because then, you know, maybe if you meet someone here, you might turn down that connection because you know you are already dating someone but that isn't necessarily the case if they live so far away like you're kind of turning down your opportunities that you know may have been amazing because you have this relationship but then if it doesn't work out because they live so far away it would suck to like miss out on someone you know who you could see in person more often. The other kind of long distance relationship is a long distance relationship that starts in person and goes long distance. I feel like when you're younger, this is more common when you meet in high school or maybe university and then they move away. So maybe you're going to different universities, maybe they got a job somewhere else. This this hurts. Okay, this really hurts, especially if originally when you started dating, you didn't know that this would be how it turned out and for a lot of relationships like this it's you know you've been together for like a year or two and they're moving away and that's really hard I think that that is very justifiable if you want to try and make it work and be in a long distance relationship I know people who have especially you know maybe if you don't live that far away like if you're just a few states over a few provinces over maybe like you know if they're in Spain and you're in France, you can make it work. But if they are moving like to an entirely different side of the country, you know, whatever, like if the distance is too long, you know, it might be beneficial to try and, you know, break up. I know a lot of people who, you know, even including me, like I would, I've always said when I go to university, I'm not going to be in a relationship. Like whoever I'm with, I'll break it off. And I know people who have said that as well, and then they get into a relationship and they move away from university and they can't do it. And some of these people make it work. 
they it definitely can work because you know if you if this is your person you will do whatever you can to make it work but it's totally okay if maybe you want to take a break it doesn't mean that you will never see this person again and you know it's over like you could totally see them in like four years and like if you're both still single and like you want to get into a relationship with this person again do it like there's nothing wrong with that but maybe while you're in university you just want to experience something because I find sometimes like adults who were like high school sweethearts whatever they haven't experienced other things and so sometimes that can get boring when you're in your 30s or 40s I would assume if you've dated the same person since you were 14 15 16 17 and now you're in your 40s and you have like a life with them it can get very like banal you know like one person may want to you know explore outside of the relationship and that can get messy whereas you know maybe if you were in university and you took like a four-year break in between and you got all these fun experiences and you can come together and talk about it with them and like you know you've had that time apart and now your relationship can be stronger you could totally look at it like that you know maybe go to being friends and like you can see other people and or maybe not if you don't want to but like look at university or going away as like an experience that could bring you closer together or make you realize that maybe you just want different things in the future it can be very very hard to leave someone who you're very close with like that but it, I think that in the long term it could be beneficial and so you have to look at it like that but if they're never going to like if you are never going to move there and they were never going to move back like you don't want to be married to someone who you never see you know like that that would not work and so if you have no plans of ever living in the same place again then that might be something that ends the relationship and you know it's hard but you have to find things that almost motivate you to keep doing your own thing because when you're young it can get so it's so easy okay it's so easy to get caught up in a relationship and almost like lose yourself because when you're in a relationship you are we but when you're young it is so important to discover yourself and the things that you like and not going and basing your life off of what someone else likes and what someone else is doing there it is so common to not know what you want to do with your life but I, I know some people who have made the mistake of they're in a relationship and their partner is doing one thing and so they just do that as well because they don't know what they want to do with their life. And so, you know, if you go to university and another, you know, province or state because your partner is and then it doesn't work out and then you realize you hate what you're doing there, that's going to be way more awful than if you broke up with them and took the time to discover what you like like maybe you're really into freaking scuba diving and you want to go to Fiji and be a scuba instructor that could be totally fucking cool that would be an amazing life but that may not be what your partner wants and so never sacrifice the things that you want in life for your partner especially when you're like young I think you know in relationships there is sacrifice that happens but make sure that you're not throwing away your life because it's it has to be a compromise. You should not be giving up what you want for your future for another person. Like, do not throw away your life. I think that is just interpreted so differently for so many people because people would be like, oh, like, you know, I'm not going to do this with my life because my partner is like doing this and I have to support them that's great that's cool that could be awesome but if you are giving up something that you are super passionate about and have worked towards for so long for your partner I personally would never do that I think that is so messed up and I get why people do it but like I think it's something that you shouldn't have to do I think your partner should complement you know your lifestyle what you want to do an example of like a compromise would be you know 
maybe you move to a different city because your partner got a job there or goes to university there. And let's say you're really passionate about journalism and you're like a journalist. You can be a journalist somewhere else. It's not, you know, ruining your life. That could be a compromise. Whereas if this person is making, like, let's say you live in New York or like LA and you're like a big journalist and you're working your way to the top and this other person, you know, gets an offer to go somewhere else and they want you to come with them, but you have to throw away your journalism career that you've worked so hard towards. That can be fine if like, you know, maybe you're not as passionate about it as they thought you were, but do not, like, I would never ever throw that away for someone if it's something that like I truly loved and I truly wanted. Like, if I had established friends and family and a career, I would find it very hard to throw that away for someone, you know, that I was not absolutely like indefinitely in love with you know and so be careful that you do not do that because I think in some cases that can work out but you have to be sure because that can turn very sour very quickly and so in general I think that long distance relationships aren't the most ideal at all but they can work I think the they have a better chance of working, you know, if you have plans to live together eventually. And if it's like a temporary long distance, that is what has the best chance. The next kind of relationship is the codependent relationship, okay? And that's when you become we. And you rely on this person so heavily, like you rely on each other for everything, this, you know, there's a degree of we in a relationship where you are not just one person. You have to think about the other person, what they want, how you can help them with that, how they can help you with what you want in life. And it really has to be like a symbiotic relationship, you know, like how there's like these little birds that will like clean alligators teeth and the alligators won't eat them because they're benefiting them. And the birds also use the alligators for food, but the alligators get clean teeth. Like that is a perfect, you know, like relationship where they're dependent on one another. But like the alligator would not die if the bird did not eat the gunk in its teeth, you know? And so if it gets to the point where you're in a relationship where you cannot do your own thing and you cannot go out without this person, you cannot make decisions without this person that is toxic I'm sorry but like that is not a good relationship because if that relationship ends you're screwed like what are you gonna do in codependent relationships the aftermath of those relationships can literally be awful and heartbreaking because you have to relearn everything and you have to relearn like how to meet people and make friends because a lot of the time you will lose friends when you're in a codependent relationship and you may not even realize you're in one but like if you're in a relationship and you realize that like you haven't seen your friends in a while and a lot of your friends don't like you and like if people are saying like oh they got into a relationship and now you know they're different and they are you know, obsessed with this relationship, you know what I mean? Like, those kind of friends who, like, they get into a relationship and then you never talk to them again. If that happens to you, like, you are the one who got into a relationship and you're not talking to people, that might be a sign that you're in a codependent relationship and you should maybe look at how you can fix that because you don't need to be spending all your time with them. If you are truly, truly, you know, in love with them, it's, like, an amazing relationship, you can spend a day with your friends And that relationship is not going to falter at all. I think codependent relationships are basically just dependent relationships to an extreme. And, you know, it's very important to be dependent on your partner and rely on them. But it's another thing to entirely rely on them where you lose your individuality. And someone said this to me. I just don't want to, like, say who. But they said that when they're in a relationship... Like, once you're in a relationship for so long, it starts to chip away your independence because eventually you do become kind of one person. 
like you know those people who've been in relationships for like 50 years like you don't talk about them in singular you say like oh like Claudette and Richard you know like they're a couple they are together like they are a package deal kind of thing and I think that over time it's inevitable that relationships can become codependent in a way as long as you keep you know your own life a little bit separate like I don't think that in a relationship you have to love everything the other person does like if your partner is super into archery you don't need to be into archery as well like it's okay to have your own hobbies and interests and I think that that is what keeps a relationship from becoming codependent especially as you get older and you are in this relationship for longer and longer but the worst codependent relationship is one that's codependent from the start it can be hard to listen to sometimes like what your friends are saying if your friends are like straight up this is not good for you but if you were hearing you know advice from multiple people the same advice it can be worth it to almost put away your pride and listen to that sometimes. The next kind of relationship, or I guess situationship in a way, is the two at once. And this is when you like two people at the same time. Now, this isn't like a relationship. I'm not talking about thruples, but let's say you like someone and then they like you and you're talking and you also really like someone else and you're talking and like that can be hard okay because you almost feel like you have to choose a lot of the time if you choose someone you have to cut the other person off and that person knows that they were the second choice so if it does not work out with the person that you chose chances are the other person will not want to be your second choice and be like hey so I broke up with this person like we can have our go now like no you don't want that to happen in these kind of situations do your due diligence and really f- you know figure out what you want and who would complement that the best talk to your friends talk to your family if you're close like that and really listen to what they have to say because a lot of the time they probably have good advice and if you're hearing the same thing over and over maybe there's a reason there was a time okay when god so i liked um these two guys i'm gonna call them jeff and um richard okay so jeff and richard i really liked these two guys and i would like low-key like cyber stalk them you know what i mean like it got to the point where like if i i would know if they like took down a visco post or like lost a follower on instagram like i would check it like you know often and one day huh i went onto instagram and i went onto richard's page and i see a picture with jeff and richard and i found out that they started dating each other oh i was beside myself i was like what because i had been like low-key like stalking these people for like a little like a hot minute but I didn't have the confidence to reach out and like say something and then I fucking missed out because then they just literally started dating each other like what are the odds of that first of all but also never let your own insecurities stop you from reaching out to someone because I have really missed out multiple times because you know I was just an insecure little bitch and just did not shoot my shot And then it never worked out. Whereas if I had just, you know, hit that person up, just gone up to talk to them, it could have been very different. I could have ended up in the same place. But if you don't do anything, you're never, it's never going to work. But if you take a chance, your chances of it working out are so much higher. Okay. And so don't pull a Chris J and like, like two people and like never hit them up. And then they start dating each other because that shit hurts okay it hurts it does not feel good it is not ideal at all and you know looking back I'm like shoot like I should have hit them up but I mean at least they're happy you know like good for them the next kind of relationship is very commonly made fun of it's the on and off relationship it is when two people you're like oh yeah are they dating this week oh no they broke up oh my goodness like don't worry they'll be back together next week I have friends like this okay and 
This happens when individuals don't really feel like individuals, and it can also have kind of a weird power dynamic sometimes. So I find that this kind of on and off relationship can be very long term. Like these people maybe have never dated longer than like two months, but like if you add up all the times they've been together, it like adds up to like, you know, a decent amount of time. And so I would consider these like long term relationships. I would because you have been involved with this person for a long time, maybe not officially dating, but you know, talking to them, even in the off stages. With this kind of relationship, I feel like a lot of it is due because their self-worth isn't necessarily the greatest and they don't have their own individual, like, beliefs or their individual interests. And so they almost, like, feed off each other kind of in a codependent way, but it's not in a good way and so they break up and then you know they're like well what the fuck do I do now like who am I without this person and so they start talking to this person again then they get back together with this person and it's like good for a week and then the same problems arise and then they break up again and it's just this on and off cycle of like being together and not being together and the reason for this is just because you're not giving it enough time for either of you to change. And so if you break up with someone and you get back together with together with them a week later, history is going to repeat itself because nothing has changed. If you enter or re-enter a relationship that didn't work out, but neither party has made any effort or has talked about like what needs to change in order for this to work, it's going to end the same way. Because I know in my personal belief you need to like if you break up with someone wait like years before you can get back together with them because people do not really change significantly enough in months to justify getting back into a relationship with them that didn't you know work out the first time like it can take years for people to genuinely change and become better different people where if there is something that they do that you just it is a deal breaker for you it will always be a deal breaker as long as they are doing it they might be different in like two years that is a substantial amount of time if i look at myself two years ago i was a completely unrecognizable different person okay and so someone who is let's say in a relationship with me two years ago you know let's say they didn't like something i did I might have changed that by now. Now would be a justifiable time to like go back into that depending on, you know, how it ended. But the thing with on and off relationships is people just don't give it enough time and it can be hard to cut these people off. But the best thing to do after a relationship is cut the person off, block them, don't talk to them. Like you ended that relationship for a reason. Give yourself time to heal if you need that give yourself time away from this person because when you break up with them, you are cutting them out of your life. You don't want them in this romantic sense and you need to allow yourself to do that because a lot of people don't and then, you know, they're still kind of talking or like they'll see their stories and be like, oh, you know, the good times were good, so I'll get back together with them. Because a lot of the time, you don't really necessarily remember the bad times. Or people will be like, oh, what? Like, give me an example of, like, something I did that was bad. And it's like, okay, well, I can't think of an example right now. But, like, I know you did bad things. And then you're like, oh, wait, did they? Oh, well, like, we did this, and it was really nice. And, you know, they did get me flowers at one time. And then you remember the good times. And then you get back into a relationship with them. And you're like, oh, shoot. Like, I forgot they did this horrible thing. And then they'll do it again. And then you break up with them. And so when you break up with someone, make a vow to yourself that you will cut them off because there will be moments of weakness where you're like, oh, what if I just got back together with them? Like it was pretty good most of the time. No, a relationship should not be pretty good most of the time. It should be pretty freaking good like 90% of the time. Don't trick yourself into believing that it'll be different 
when it's only been a week. Like, honey, no, it's not going to be any different after a week. The last kind of relationship that I wanted to talk about is like the perfect relationship and what I think the perfect relationship would look like. So I think that obviously codependent relationships are not great, but I think that a sense of, you know, reliance on each other and codependent in a healthy way is good because you want the person you're in a relationship with to be your best friend. Like you want to love this person. Like you know everything about them and you love every part about them. And you know, you will do things together and rely on them and go on adventures together, but you also have your separate interests. That to me is part of like a perfect relationship. The other part is like, as I said before, relationships are should be good like 90% of the time, but when they're not, it is very important to argue in a healthy way and like establish good plans for when you are arguing because if you argue horribly and you're screaming at each other, that is not a good relationship. That is awful, especially if they ever get violent or touch you, leave. That is horrible. Any form of abuse should be escaped. But if you argue in a healthy way, that is like a perfect relationship to me. If you can, you know, be like established that, okay, if we're starting to fight, we're going to call it, we're going to take half an hour to ourselves because when people are arguing or they're angry, they're never really going to give a great response or be like emotionally intelligent in the moment. You're never going to hear what you want to hear in the moment. It's very, very important that when you're angry at someone, don't walk away. Don't avoid the problem, but say like, hey, I'm really, really angry right now, or I really am not happy with what you did. I need like half an hour to myself just to calm down, okay? Or like, think about it. Never tell them to calm down, okay? That will piss them off. But like, say like, I just need half an hour to myself. After that half an hour, reconvene, talk about it. Maybe they'll realize some things that they did that they could work on. You'll realize some things that you did wrong, apologize for it. But like, when you're angry, you're never going to apologize in the moment because you are angry. You're mad at something they did. And so when couples argue in like a great way, that is amazing. And that is like the perfect relationship. The last thing that I think is very important in like a quote unquote perfect relationship is when the effort is fairly equal on both parts. Like, especially in the beginning, um, you should not be the one always texting them first and always reaching out and always making plans and always driving and always paying because that's a one-sided relationship that's not even a relationship you're like basically paying this person to hang out with you and like forcing like you know what I mean I am very much of the belief I have said this multiple times and I will say it again if they wanted to they would okay and so if they are not really you know, making a huge effort in the relationship, it's not a good relationship. Whereas when people make an effort to make you feel special and make you feel good and will do things for you, with you, that is amazing. But you also have to be conscious that you are putting just the same effort in too. And I think sometimes you may feel guilty, you know, if someone gets you like a really nice present or, you know, they do something and you didn't do something for them that's different. I'm talking about like long term. If they are always getting you flowers and always reaching out to you and you're just kind of expecting that and not doing much for them, that's just as bad because you should care about the person you're with and they should care about you. And if the effort on both sides is equal, that's going to be really nice because like if it's a scale and one part of the scale is like way lighter on effort and the other part is way heavier, then eventually the scales will just fall off the table and it just won't work out because someone is going to get frustrated with the lack of effort on either part. And so codependence in a non-toxic way, arguing in a healthy way, and when the effort is like fairly equal on both parts, I think those are like the perfect trifecta 
in an amazing relationship. Anyways, I hope that you guys maybe found this helpful. Maybe you recognize that you're in a relationship like this and maybe you need to get out. Maybe you need to call your partner and be like, oh my God, I love you. You know, do it. Please, please, please go rate the podcast, okay? That is so important. It literally takes no time. Like Spotify, Apple, Google, anything. Just click five stars, okay? It's so easy. It Like, it's not even a waste of time. And it helps me out so much. Like, you literally don't understand how happy it makes me to see a review. And I will love you forever if you leave a five-star review. Like, seriously, it's really not that hard. Please go do it. You can follow me on TikTok at Diaries of a Homosexual, Instagram at Diaries of a Homosexual. Also, I am very, very happy to announce that we are up for the best lgbtqia podcast for the people's choice podcast awards i know i was literally crying about it last night so right now if you go and google people's choice podcast awards and you sign up to be a nomination like a nominee whatever and then you scroll down to the lgbtqia category and vote for diaries of homosexual i will be eternally grateful and you will literally be making my dreams come true This is only up until, I believe, July 31st, 2022. So if it's after that, you know, be with me in spirit. But if it is before that, if you were listening to this before July 31st, 2022, please, like, genuinely, it would mean so much. I started this podcast a long time ago. It was basically, like, therapy, and I would just, I literally talk about things that I would talk about, you know, Anyways, it's just being recorded now, and I love it so much. I love receiving DMs from people. I love the community that we have built. Like, it's literally fucking amazing, and I want to do this for the rest of my life, genuinely, and so it means a lot that we are even up for nominations, and then after July 31st, we'll see if we make the top 10, and then you can vote to see if, you know, we'll win, and that would be amazing. So... Anyways, um, thank you so much for listening. I love you so much, okay? I'm here for you. Message me if you need to. I literally love receiving DMs from you guys. I love you. Bye, homos.